We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Salute to Knicks Nation. Friday night, Knicks. Knicks Fan TV live presented by Manscaped. First rule of Summer League is it's only Summer League. So let's let the overreactions begin. And we begin with uh, Knicks versus the Pistons, man. Knicks taking on the number one pick, Cade Cunningham, and the Detroit Pistons. And uh, it was just one of those nights for the Knicks, man. They turn it to the New York Bricks early. But it was their defense that kept them in the game. And, and despite leads of 20 and 21, respectively, by the Pistons, uh, the Knicks kept clawing back, man. The Knicks kept clawing back, and ultimately, it was a three-point game by these cardiac Knicks, led by Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, having his best game as his early Nick. But in the end, it was just too much Cade, too much Sadiq Bay. And the size, the, the front court size of the Detroit Pistons was just too much for the New York Knicks to handle. And the Knicks would end up going down 93-87, to 87, cutting their two-game win streak. And uh, yeah, man, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Friday night, Knicks, CP, JD Sports Talk in the building Knicks fall, man, 93-87. And, J.D., we're, we're going to get to uh, the, the players in a minute. Once again, in case you forgot, the first rule of Summer League is it's only Summer League. So let's <laughs> overreact, man. Uh, uh, just one of those nights, man, one of those nights. You know, shots weren't falling for a lot of guys. Uh, we'll get to quickly. I, I know the quickly haters are waiting to get in and throw their tomatoes. I got a drink ready. I got a drink prepared. You know what I mean? Keep me patient. Keep me sane tonight. McBride didn't have it going. Um, but look, the defense, they fought. They fought. That, that's all you could ask for. You know, when the game looked like it was getting out of hand at several points, uh, we saw some high points. You know, we, we saw Obi uh, going on his runs. We saw Grimes playing playing very well. We saw some some good defense, you know, some some excellent traps uh, despite the bad shooting. But, you know, in the end, it, it was uh, Cade woke up in that second half, and, and that was about it, man. What, what were your overall reactions at this game? Well, as you mentioned, uh, I'm sure the <laughs> quickly the quickly oh, naysayers yeah. are gonna okay. pop in tonight. Yeah. Um, they're gonna. I told you, CP, yeah. you should, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But you know, hey, it's. Um, I think actually this was a positive night for other players on the Knicks, like Quentin Grimes True. and Obi Toppin. I think there was a very important development that we saw tonight with Obi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a tough, it was a tough goal, man. You yeah. know, when you don't make shots, it's, you know, it, it got ugly. It was like 20 to six early. Yeah. And listen, my biggest takeaway of the night is CP, we may have found something here with Obi Toppin at the center position. I mean, he finally. Has, 
we made this is the first time we've ever you know we've seen him in yeah. at that position you know for an extended period of time doesn't matter if it's a summer league game or practice or whatever it's the first time that nick fans have been able to see him at that position yeah. surrounded by shooters you know and we were able to see the benefits of that reminded me a lot of Amari, you know, when Amari had to adjust and and a lot of these guys don't like to play the center positions. But as you can see, especially in today's NBA and for Obi, that may be his best position, at least offensively, Yeah, because I've never seen him <laughs> dunk this many times or get this many drives to the basket. And it was a product of him playing the center position, having the floor spaced out. Yep. And allowing the guards to get on the ball, um, you know, with within the pick and rolls. Yeah, well, well, we know that that's his optimal position, right? That's where he shined brightest at Dayton. It was really Obi and four guards most of the time, and that's where you know you, you hope to see him and Julius sharing that floor together. It may not be a, an ideal fit, but they're gonna have to make it work because I, I think Obi can certainly help us. And tonight, uh, he, he shined. I thought tonight he played very well. Yes, it's only summer league once again, but they rested Sims for those people that were looking for Jericho Sims. They rested Sims. Played Reed Travis. He was terrible. He's been terrible in summer league. You know, no no disrespect to the kid, but he was so terrible. He was unplayable, uh, you know, and uh, the Knicks were just getting dominated. Luka Garza was dominating them on the boards. Detroit had a lot of sides to throw at the Knicks, and so um, ultimately they, they would settle with OB at the five, and, and it paid dividends, man. There was one point in the third where, you know, things were getting out of control, and Detroit had a had a 20-point lead. OB goes on an 11-2 run by himself. And a couple of plays that were pretty impressive, man. A couple of mid-range. You saw Obi in the mid-range. They ran yep. a nice little uh, misdirection screen for him. Quickly finds him, and, and he gets a little stop and pop. That was pretty impressive. The next play, he comes back with that with a uh, off-ball cut and, and dunks it in. Or I think it was a lob. It, it was an alley-oop from Quickly to Obi on the off-ball cut, and that was impressive. Yep. Before that, he had back-to-back three-pointers. And so I thought Obi's arsenal was was pretty good, man. He finished with 31 points, nine rebounds, nine rebounds, three steals, 13 and 20 from the field. I, I thought this was Obi's best game of summer league for sure. Even in the beginning of the game, you know, him and IQ had some good chemistry going in, in the pick and roll situation. You saw one pick and roll where he took off two feet from the dotted line and yammed it in. And then on the second one, it was two consecutive pick and rolls. He uh, had a nice scoop lay-in. And and yeah, man, you know, just just throughout the runs, he, uh, he he was pretty, you know, he was a catalyst in all these runs, yeah. and, and so yeah. good job by him. And, and and listen, at the end of the day, you know, with a player like him who's a tweener, he, you know, playing the center positions, there's there's your pros and there's your cons with that. Just like it, like just like yeah. it happened with Omari, right? With with Omari, you know, him playing the five, he was exploited a little bit defensively. Mm-hmm. Your rebounding takes a hit, so. I've just accepted the fact that with Obi, I don't know that we he'll ever become a, a good defender. Um, but just like with Amari Stoudemire, if you are an organization that have you have Obi on your team, at the end of the day, you have to find a way to maximize his strengths. Yeah. And right now, his strengths is his athleticism, and he is improving his shooting from the mid range. We saw some yeah, shots tonight, and he he continues to 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 try to shoot the three efficiently to become that stretch player. So you know, for us, that's just what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to yeah. find a way to maximize his offense and just try to you know do our best with his defense. It is what it is at at this point. You know, he's not gonna be mm-hmm. a perfect player, but if I'm gonna get anywhere near the OB that I, we got tonight, at least offensively then I'll sign up for it at the five because, as you know, CP, with the investment we, we made with Julius, where are the minutes going to come from if you don't, yeah. you know, at least try him out at other positions? People have said the three. I don't think he should be yeah, there. I, I think the five, a mix of the four and the five, should be where he plays this season. Same same here, man. Same here. All early, I got to salute the super chat by Blood of the Panda because, you know, he's hashtag OB Avengers, so he couldn't wait to throw his super chat in here. He sends a super chat, says, I try to tell y'all, wait till the season. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think – the one takeaway that I want to take from from Obi's uh, summer league performance is just the confidence, because I feel like he's going to come in a year to a more confident player uh, and ready to go. 
you know, from day one. I think this summer league is, is going to be a nice boost for him going into the season. But we knock on wood that he stays healthy. You know, no no lower extremity injuries, no calf, no hamstring, nothing like that. That To me, that's the only thing that'll stop him. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think just going into the season with confidence is, is a big plus for us. And, and it's good to see OB playing that way. Um, second game ball, I'm, I'm going to Grimes, man. Be- best game by him despite the loss. I thought Grimes, number one, even though he hasn't shot the ball well leading up to this game, his defense has been consistent leading up to this game. And I thought he played well on Cade when he was on him. I thought he pressured the ball very well. Um, he's just always active. And, and again, we talked about defensive awareness and IQ in McBride in the last game. And, and Grimes is the same thing, man. It, it's the same thing. And, and I thought his, uh, his defense was, was good. Again, seven rebounds. He's, he's a good rebounding guard. And, and, you know, as he matriculates through the organization, you see him and RJ out there in the court. You got two nice uh, rebounders at the wing. And I think that'll bode well for us as well, especially when we go out and transition. But uh, the shots are finally falling, man. Six to ten from the field. Three is six from downtown. He hit a deep, deep three when the Knicks were trying to claw back into it late in the game. That was part of a, a 6-0 run by Grimes himself. Uh, also had an and one before that as well. So what do you think about Grimes' performance tonight? And, you know, you hit it You hit it perfectly in that, you know, he is a good rebounding guard. And especially when you, when you have like Nerlens Noel and, you know, what seems to be a few weak rebounders with Obi, you know, you need strong um, rebounders, at least in, in the perimeter. So he would be able to, you know, if he does get any minutes, he'll be able to give us give us that on the floor. And as we mentioned, you know, he was giving you stats in other areas, but his shots weren't falling. And we talked about how even though he was struggling offensively hitting shots, he was still contributing in other areas. And when you're a shooter, that's actually a positive. Because in your mind, shooter's mindset is, I'm going to keep shooting and the shot will come around. Shooters lose confidence where they don't do anything else and their shots are not falling. He was doing other things and his shot wasn't falling. Tonight it was. um, And... I think he was one of the big, big takeaways because there were, you know, some rumblings within Nick fans getting a little concerned. You know, he's he's our first, you know, pick before McBride. So he's our first round pick. And there were some concerns about it. But as we said, CP, if your strong suit is shooting and that's what's not falling, I'm not too concerned about that. And it's only been a few games. So it, it is encouraging that he bounced back. And it seems to be that his strong spot, at least so far, is that center spot of the court because mm-hmm. he's hit like four or five threes already yeah. in summer league Top from that area yeah. so the other areas like the corner threes those are shorter distance threes those shots will fall eventually yeah. so um the positives for me is that he bounced back he's still able to play solid defense he's still rebounding and the threes that he hit were the longest the longest three on the court so yeah. um i think you know he he played well and and I'm, I'm i'm hoping nick fans could could calm down a little bit now Got to. And, and you know what? It was encouraging to see him um, attack the paint on that and one, you know, because we hadn't seen that in the previous three games. You know, he's, he's been a bit pensive there. But uh, tonight, you know, he, he was very aggressive getting to the rim and uh, got a nice and one there to try to cut the lead. So I thought Grimes was very good. Uh, solid game by Grimes. Third game ball. I'm gonna go to Rokas, man. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Rokas. Even though we didn't see him too much in the second half, in the first half, you know, when things were kind of getting out of control, I thought his defense and his aggressiveness on the offensive end was key in keeping them in the game because I think they went into halftime with like a five point deficit. And uh, Rokas, he again, he was very aggressive. Had a nice uh, reverse layup. Then he hit a nice shot from the mid range, knocked down a three. He finished with eight points on the night. Uh, I thought he was good, man. And and defensively, he had he, sh- he showed some hustle. What do you think about Rokas tonight? Baby Goran Dragic. <laughs> Yo, he hasn't played a lot of minutes. Yeah, but in the minutes that he's played, he's he's like. He's making noticeable contributions yeah, yeah. Um, where he's, doing the most he's, stick, yeah, he's sticking out on TV. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a 20 year old that, you know, is playing 10 minutes, 12 minutes and they're making immediate contributions. That is an early indicator that there's 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 some talent there. And, you know, he seems to be, you know, he have a solid shot. He's he's hit a lot of corner threes mm-hmm. um, in summer league. He had two steals. He had a block. He was a highest plus minus to, uh, tonight at plus 13. And 
you know, um, like I said before, I think the Knicks have something there. Yeah. And, you know, it looks like he's going to be a stash player, but I'm actually excited. I know we're going to forget about him once the season comes because he's going to be in another country. Yeah. But he is something he is someone to look look at, you know, to monitor um, at least in a year or two, because the kid obviously has some talent. And he looks to be one of those like like a Goran Dragic player where he when he gains experience, he's going to become a savvy player, a crafty player, and he's going to know how to play the game. What he's doing right now is just is just, you know, skill set and age. Yeah, I I like his activity, man. I definitely like his activity. He's getting more and more comfortable by the game. And as we said, you know, those unfortunately injuries, you know. Uh, is going to hold him back. It's going to set him back. It's going to be interesting to see what type of roster moves they make there. Uh, when I spoke to Rokas during his when he first got here for the uh, for the summer league press conference, um, well, no, that wasn't my question. It was somebody else's question, maybe Berman or so. But he, he said he, he wasn't too sure what the plan was in terms of whether he's going to go back or not. I, I think. He, he he made it seem like it was you know open right now whether they keep him up here or they send him back. But I think at the end I think they'll they'll send him back just to keep him warm and maybe give Vildoza the two way. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but overall overall Rokas was definitely solid. Um, yo, it always looks like when he dribbles he's carrying the ball. You ever notice that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like he's cupping, yeah, like he's yeah. cupping the ball. Like it's it's very. <laughs> It's very interesting, man. Yeah, especially when when he comes off a pick, it looks like he's yeah. like carrying the ball with him. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's cra- and especially crazy, when man. he's in ISO and it looks like he's gonna take his man one on one. Yeah, when he comes across it, it's like he grabs it all, you know, over his shoulder. And I'm like, yo, what's? I'm like, I thought I was bugging CP. Good thing you caught that. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on the referees to call a carry, but refs was very much in the Knicks' pocket in the first half, man. I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about it, but uh, when when him and Walker came in the game and, and Walker was smothering Saban Lee uh, on the defensive end, borderline borderline hugging him, and and the, but the Knicks were able to force a couple turnovers. So Walker mm-hmm. came in in the first and second half and, and really turned up the defensive pressure. So he, I thought he was a sleeper. I thought he was definitely a sleeper. Um, uh, McBride, you know, didn't didn't have the shot falling tonight. What, what are you going to do, man? Can't make them all. The hero of the last game went 2 for 14, 0 for 7 from downtown. Four, four dimes, two steals, six personal fouls. What, what wasn't McBride's night tonight? That That's all I'll say, man. What, what do you think? What do you think about McBride tonight, bro? Uh, hey, you want to you want to look at a positive for a guard that struggled tonight? He had zero turnovers in 26 minutes, so that's a positive there yeah. to look at um, in terms of at least his his decision making. But you know, I think it's one of those things, you, and, and this is why we say, you know, don't get too high, don't get too don't low. Get too I know high. we're yeah. we're overreaction season, and it's fun, mm-hmm. but on a more serious note, this is why you don't get too high or too low, just because it's the ebbs and flows and. You know, these players are just getting acquainted with the NBA and understanding how to be a professional and what it takes to be a consistent player. Because, you know, hey, these guys, they everybody has rabbit ears in this modern day era. I'm sure he saw some videos and he looked on Twitter and everybody was hyping him up and he came in and you could see he was very aggressive. He was, you know, he was looking for his shot. And to me, that's that was just an indication of a player that yeah. felt good about himself and you know, he knew he was playing Cade and he wanted to continue that scoring output because he was hot from three the game before. And so sometimes, you know, you go through those things and it doesn't fall through. And it what it what it becomes is a learning experience. Learning experience, and that, man. And that's all it is. He still gave you maximum effort on defense. Yeah. If absolutely you look, if you look closely, when he actually guarded Cade, he did well. Cade was very good tonight, but yeah. it wasn't necessarily against um McBride. So just one of those nights, and you you bounce back the next game, and you learn from it. I agree. To- totally agree. Learning experience. Salute to my guy, Abdul, checking in from San Diego, another part of our West Coast Knicks contingent. He says, salute, fellas. Overall, tough fought game. Very encouraging to you know, our young guys play hard tonight. Grimes will be a great addition. Knicks fan TV, San Diego. Let's go. Shout out my guy, Abdul. $50 super chat, Abdul. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, shout out HB Carlos checking in from Portugal. We're climbing, JD. We're climbing up to 1,000 people here in the chat. Also out in the West Coast, Lloyd Barker Rock Jr. says, CPJD, I don't care about the loss. What I care about is how the Knicks played hard to the end. Team defense, these young men were scrapping tonight. 
Yeah, they were definitely scrapping, man. You know, you, you saw Tibbs, Worldwide West, Leon Rose, Brock all were in the building. So uh, they, they definitely were inspired to play to the whistle. And, and yeah, they, they definitely did that. All right. I poured up my drink because uh, I feel like the, 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 the IQ haters. I'm waiting on Rod. Hey, it's for, Friday. It's uh, Friday. It's Friday. Man. I'm we, sipping. We, I'm sipping tonight. I'm sipping tonight. Yeah, and, and I'm waiting for, for Rod from Nebraska to call in with his hate. Oh my God! All right, I, you know it was it was a lot. It was a lot of of hate. Uh, quickly this, quickly that. Okay, so IQ finished with 19, 15 and nine, four eighteen from the field, two and seven from downtown. First rule of summer league is only summer league, so let's overreact. Um, look, the shot selection just just wasn't there, right? When we did our our um, season review of quickly. I think it was Alex and Chip. You know, we talked about the fact that we want to see how he operates in the mid-range when the floater's not falling. You know, shout out my guy, Sean Shepard. He texted me, he said, look, like, we all know that the floater's a tough shot. And so what does he have when that's not going? And you saw a couple of times in this game where, you know, he's attacking the rim and just, like, tossing up, you know, just prayer at the rim. And and yeah, it was it was a bit concerning because you know during the season he was he only shot forty percent from two during the season, and he was he was in the high thirty percent as he got closer and closer to the rim. Those aren't good numbers, so you know it, it's definitely something that he needs to work on. I thought as a playmaker, I thought it was a mixed bag early in the game. I thought he made some good plays. I don't remember the name of the last caller that called in last show that talked about, you know, the two passes he wanted to see quickly make out of the pick and roll. Um, one was to the roll man when the roll man's f- defender was showing. And the other was to make that pass to the weak side corner. He made that pass to the weak side corner early in the first quarter. I'm not sure if you caught it. It was a three-pointer by Obi. He didn't, Obi didn't make it. But but quickly did make that whip pass to the to the weak side corner off the pick and roll to find Obi. I thought that was a nice pass. He he threaded the needle a couple times to find Obi in the pick and roll. I thought he he passed the ball very well there. So I mean, look, it was a mixed bag. I think where where most people weren't happy was with his overall decision making and his, and his shot and his, his shot selection just just wasn't good tonight. Well, what do you I think just, about quickly? Now? I just think it, it, it's it's. I think the the issue with with quickly and and some of the fans is, you know, for example, like if you look at McBride's night, right? McBride also had an awful shooting night. Yes. But on TV, it didn't really look ugly. Like it didn't look out of control. It didn't look crazy. It didn't look wild. You know. Um, and with quickly, you know, when he presses, it does, you know, look like he tries to press and 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 do too much. Um, and his timing, his basketball decisions at certain times just doesn't match what he should be doing for, you know, specific possessions. And so I think when, you know, fans see that yeah. and, you know, there was one there was one possession where I think I'm not sure it was at the end of one of the quarters where he drove to the basket and the, the wing, I think it was Sadiq Bay, came to cover him and he shot the ball at the end of a quarter where he could have probably passed it out for the corner yeah, three. Yeah. And it's those type of little things when, you know, a player struggling that the fans see and they get irritated by mm-hmm, it. But mm-hmm. Here's, here's, here's how I look at it. As we, as we mentioned, just like with McBride, right. Had an awful game today. Grimes started out slow, picked mm-hmm. it up today. This again, fans don't like to hear this, but the Knicks organization is experimenting with quickly at that position. So when he has an awful game like tonight, it's going to yeah. look awful like it did. And you have to find out as an organization, if Kemba gets hurt and Rose has to be managed, it's quickly a guy that you can put at the one. Right. Or right. are you going to have to bring McBride in and slide quickly at the two? Like mm-hmm. what types of combinations are you going to play sure. in the event of certain circumstances that will develop this season? This is the time to do it because, as you know, when training camp starts, that's Thibodeau is not going to be in, experimented too much at yeah. that point. He's going to look Set. to you know go into what he believes will be his rotation. Mm-hmm. The summer is the time to experiment. I will say, 
it doesn't look pretty when his shots are are not are not going in. And he looks to be a player, although it's still it's still early. He, like scorers, like Lou Williams. Lou Williams doesn't look effective on the floor when he's not scoring because that's what he is. Yeah. So, but quickly, but, at, but at least at least with Lou, he, he's got that little like fadeaway mid range going. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. Thing with IQ yeah. is like, and and that's why I said CP. He's going to yeah. have to develop a mid range game because that's going to be the counter. Yeah. It's easier shots on the floor if your threes are not falling and you can't get to the basket because of size. Then. The mid-range will be your friend. Yeah. That's what he's going to yeah. have to learn to develop yeah. for, for his game. Agreed. Agreed. And, and again, you know, some of the t- attempts at the rim have been like prayers tonight. Uh, so, you know, th- it was definitely it was definitely ugly in spurts. But again, I, I thought he had some some high marks as a playmaker in, in parts of the game and, and some low marks. It is what it is. It's summer league. Uh, but, yeah, these were his numbers last year from, from two. It was 40% from two, 60, 61%. Uh, at the rim, three to ten feet, he was forty percent. Ten to sixteen, thirty-six. Sixteen to thirty, sixteen to uh, the three-point line, thirty percent. So those those were Quickly's numbers there. So, and, and he told he he he. I think it was I don't know if it was Ian Beckley that interviewed him, but I know in his U.S. press conference interview mm-hmm. he said that the mid-range game was one of his areas of focus okay. in the offseason i want to start seeing that yeah you know yeah. i want to because then i'm going to say then was it just you just saying it or is it one of those confidence situations where he's just so in love with the floater that he's just having a hard time to actually translate the mid-range game into games he, he doesn't have many games to to do it now in the summer yeah. so i hope he he starts to show that soon one more game until the playoffs starts. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. CPJD Sports Talk here Friday night. Knicks. Knicks postgame live Summer League edition presented by Manscaped. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. JD, we got over 1,000 people here on the check-in. I want to salute Angelo Carlo, who's at the game. He said, uh, we took the L, but not without a fight. Big ups to CP, CK and Papa Left, who my son and I got to meet tonight. KFTV squad represent. Yeah, and, and the Summer League cameras have, have been finding Papa Left. CK and Greg Armstrong in the crowd. They got them again today. My guy Angelo sent me a DM. He said, yo, uh, the Detroit fans is, is ready to go at Papa Left, man. It's, it's, it's kind of ugly right now. <laughs> so, Papa Left getting famous out there. The Papa NBA Papa Summer League account on Twitter yeah. loves him too. They keep posting him. Yeah, Papa Left is, <laughs> is getting famous out there. So salute to him. So Danny Thomas checking in from Stockton, California. So a lot of West Coast love tonight. He says, good showing from the Knicks. Obi and Grimes showed out. McBride didn't turn the ball over. Even those shots weren't falling so salute to danny definitely appreciate you cp what do you think of the number one overall pick i, I was just gonna get to cade um look I, I thought it was a mixed bag i thought we did a good job picking him up three-quarter court i thought the pressure was good you saw quickly on him at times you saw mcbride on him at times crimes is on him at times and you know i thought it, part of our effort part of his slow start in the first half was our effort and also him just missing shots. Second half, totally different story. <laughs> totally different story. I think he knocked out, what, like five three-pointers? Uh, absolutely torched us. And and it was interesting because they, they showed his clutch stat at, at, at Oklahoma State. And he was known no. at Oklahoma State to be a slow starter, but a strong finisher. And, you know, I thought that was pretty evident tonight, man. You know, I thought that was pretty evident tonight. A lot of it, a lot of it from beyond the beyond the arc was was where he did his damage today. Yeah, he was seven of ten from three, and like you mentioned, like those traits are usually of a guy that you know is very intelligent, very smart, um, yeah. and he hit a lot of timely shots tonight. Every timely, time the Knicks timely. were just within distance, he hit a timely shot. Um, he he had that mismatch that they're showing now on the screen. Um, and you know the, the 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 juke move, and then understanding the spacing to shoot the 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 ball over a bigger guy, mm-hmm. like those little things. He's advanced, he's man. He's, he's going to be a very good player, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I don't know that he'll be a franchise star, like like people are comparing him, saying that he's the next Luca. I don't know that he'll be that. Yeah. Um, because he still needs to work on you know 
finding creative ways to to get to his spots because he's not the most explosive player, but just like right. Luca and his intelligence, he I think he'll develop for you know the moves that he needs to man. He he he's a really good player. I was very I was very impressed with him in the second half and. He, I, I, it looks like he's gonna be a clutch player. From, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's not only I've, I've watched him in other games. He, when he played against Jalen Green, it was the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is a good player. And well, too bad he's not a Nick. But it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but I also think part of it is gonna be them figuring out the dynamic with him and Killian Hayes. You know, have how they use them on and off ball. Um, Hayes, Hayes is soft, man. You know, he's a, he was all right, but he he's soft. He, and he's I thought the Knicks soft. were gonna draft him, man. I yeah, thought if I he was him. there, I liked him. I liked him. Not gonna I lie. thought I thought the Knicks were gonna draft him if yeah. he was there. You know, they made it easy because you know Leon's guy dropped, but yeah. I think I think I, I still think Hayes. I think I still think Hayes will be good, but he, he's he's a long ways away. I think he needs like a good like solid three four years before you really know. You know what type of player he is, but um, you know, showed some flashes. Definitely showed some flashes. I tell you, Garza really uh, hurt us tonight, man. Garza hurt us tonight, man. Killed us on the boards. How many? How many boards Luka Garza finished with? Twelve. Ten points, twelve boards, five blocks. Four for four for eleven. And matter of fact, Garza did, but it was Pickett that was eating our food all game. <laughs> the undrafted I saw you kid. Tweeting. Yeah, he was out of Georgetown, number 54 was cooking us tonight, man. 18 <laughs> points, 7 to 10 from the field. He had Obi jumping all over the place uh, on the pump fakes. Pickett pick was really destroyed us tonight, man. Yeah, man, he 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 played well. And, and Garza, you know, was a guy that people mentioned as a potential, uh, you know, uh, pick for the Knicks um, and you know we they hurt us in the paint and yeah. when you see a guy like Jericho Sims it's Sims, funny Sims even, tonight, even on a night that Jericho Sims <laughs> didn't play his value still went up that's a fact that's <laughs> because, a fact <laughs> because he, we still thought about him and we thought about you know hey this is why this kid could have a role in the NBA because yeah. look what happens when someone you know that you don't have in the paint that could be an enforcer that can rebound that can box out you don't have that, you know, ingredient. Then look what happens when another team has. And you know, when you look at the East, and I, I'm not sure if we're going to get to Mitchell Robinson. There was some some stuff that we saw. Yeah. But you look at Embiid, and you look at some of the big men in the East. You know, having a guy like Sims is is going to be important um, for the future of the Knicks. But Garza was was impressive, man. He looks like he's going to get minutes this year for the Pistons, and. He looks like one of those hustle players. He reminds yeah. me a little bit of of Tyler uh, Hansborough. Yeah. Not not offensively, shot, but at though. least in the what, effort what department. A shot. At least what, what Dwayne Casey believes in in, in his three point shot. So, uh, yeah, gonna gonna be interesting to see, man, how, how they pan out. But they they still gonna need those quality vets before they uh even think about turning the corner. But still, some interesting young prospects that Detroit has. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on free boys. We're gonna get to the calls right now. Call us up. Six five seven three eight three one five zero nine is the number to call, or hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. We got a budding community going on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. Well over two thousand fans. It's a twenty four seven chat. We got channels for all different type of topics, not just Knicks, NBA, movies, whatever, you, whatever you're into. And uh, yeah, man, the Discord is popping, so you can call us through the Discord as well, especially if you're calling from out of the U.S. But for now, let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, D from North Carolina. What's going on? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, CP? How are you feeling, on, JD? Good. Hey, it, it was a good game, you know. And th- like you said, there's going to be quickly haters, but... To me, the the only thing that, like you said, was the shot selection and the fact that he needs to realize when he doesn't got it going to give it up. Yeah, that that was another reason why, when with McBride, like you were saying, his shot wasn't falling, but he was giving it up. He wasn't trying to force things. Yeah, so that, I, I think that that's the only thing. But I think that'll come from him working with Kemba, you know, and and watching. Kemba work. I think quickly you'll learn, you know, a lot from him. So it was good. I was glad that Obi was cooking, and you know, they, he he should have been giving Obi the ball more in the fourth quarter, but he was trying to get going, and it was too late. Yeah, true, true so, story, D. Uh, what you think about Rokas, bro? Well, Rokas, I was happy. Plus, he was the only contributor that was in the positive, in the plus and minus. Yeah. Most of that was from the second quarter. But I mean, well, yeah, even in the in the yeah. run in the fourth quarter too, you're right. Definitely right on that. Yep. So, you know, I, I was happy with Rokas, but what I'm happy is that I think he even though I would like to see him on the team this year, I think he's gonna benefit from going over to Barcelona and getting more minutes and more <laughs> a bigger role. So I think that's gonna help him even elevate his game even more. Yeah. So, I, I agree with you yeah, there, bro. Yeah. That that was a good thing. So, like I said, and with Obi raising his value up, you know, I, I was happy. You know, they they. I just hope they don't trade him, but his trade value just went up. So, <laughs> right, no doubt, man. Appreciate the call, man. I think <laughs> I think D Low Key wants to trade Obi. He, he, yeah. he, just, he just didn't want to smoke tonight. He, he yeah, key. yeah, yeah. He's trying to sound politically correct. He's, trying, all <laughs> he's like, I think he just upped his trade value. Well, I'm not trying to trade him, though. I'm just right, saying right. He, I, I think he, he did, though. He's like, I'll, I'll let another caller take that. He gave, he, gave, he gave someone else the alley-oop. <laughs> he gave somebody else the alley-oop, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know who, who's, who's ready to slam it down, though. Let's go to my guy, Jay, from Florida. Jay, what's going on, man? What's going Ooh, on, Jay? What's going on, Jay? Yeah, run it up for your boys. Hit that like button. Let's go. That subscribe button ASAP. Let's go. I'm back on the Debbie Downer. I got you, man. This is K Cunningham is why you tank. <laughs> K Cunningham is why you tank. Timely oh, hooping. A real hooper. 
somebody you put in place, a real ball handler, a real leader, a leader of men. That's This is why you tank. I love RJ, but RJ is not in K's stratosphere, brother. I love RJ. I'm Jamaican. Big up by my back. Big up out of yard, my name. Not in his galaxy, brother. But Obi looked good, man. Yeah, Obi looked good. Um, I think Randall took the money because he seen Obi coming for him, and he he didn't bet against oh. he didn't bet he didn't bet against himself. He took the money because he saw Obi coming. Obi could do a lot of things. You settle Obi down, you get him running. Obi could be a scary player. Um, that's that's all I got to say, man. You see Kuminga, you see CK. This nice. is why I'm one of the top seven, top eight pick in this draft. You know, people tell me, oh, you're crazy. You can't tank every year. The pick would have fell to three anyway. Nah, because you get players like Kaminga. You get players like K. Dalen Green is shooting one-footed fadeaway threes <laughs> in people's faces. Like, these are, these are franchise-altering players you're talking about here. We got Kemba. We will have a good season, of course. But Knicks fans, eventually, eventually, we want to win a chip. Got to win a chip. This is the plan. So, if y'all feel like we could do it this way, we'll see. But I'm the tank commander. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you, I like the way he said, I'm gone. And it, it, you can hear the sound. <laughs> He's like, I don't want no more smoke. I'm out. He goes, no, he, he goes back to the chat. He goes back to the chat for the smoke. I'm seeing tomatoes flying across the chat right now. Zane B, Everywhere. tomatoes. King Deej, overload with tomatoes. My guy, Michael Maldonado. Bernard, what <laughs> Tomatoes flying wow. across the chat right now. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this for the tank thing. Um, the the Knicks, the Knicks not doing it. It's actually not looking too bad, being that they still were able to. You know, Kemba Walker is the wild card in all of this, mm-hmm. right? And if they have another successful season, they have some cut flexibilities. They have some contracts that they can move. Like they're not in a bad spot. Yeah. And RJ is the key to everything of the future of this franchise. Yeah. Whether it's because he develops into, you know, such a valuable piece that, and I'm not saying we would or I would, but that you could use in a future superstar trade, or he is your superstar. Right. RJ we'll is the key to have. everything. I don't think the Knicks are in a bad spot. We're not and in a I bad think- spot. We're not in a bad spot, bro. I think of all the picks, of all the young guys we have right now, I think RJ has the biggest potential to be a star. I'm not saying he will be a star. I'm saying he has the biggest potential. Now it's time to see over the next they they're gonna re, they're gonna extend him whenever he's eligible. So let's say we have a six year time frame. People in the chat like saying CP you're crazy. But now is the time over that time to see where we are. To see yep. where we are. To see if, if what his trajectory if he's still on a on a upward trek. Right? Um I, there's no perfect way. I get what Jay's saying. You know, it's it, you're watching summer league and you're seeing all these kids balling out. Allen, I mean Green. You're seeing Cade. You're seeing Kaminga, who I already knew he was going to be a star. People trying to tell me he was, was going to be a bust. That's crazy. This kid's going to be a beast. And Golden State <laughs> is going to be a problem with Moody, Kaminga. They're going to be able to hold it down until Clay comes back to 100%. Golden State, be careful with them. They're going to be scary. Yeah. Um Yo, there's there's no there's no easy path, bro. There is none. There's there, no there, guarantees. There. Look, I mean, you you saw the NBA champions this year, and the Phoenix Suns had two homegrown players. They had Giannis. They had Booker, respectively. Booker was, I think, the 13th and the 14th pick. Giannis was, don't quote me. Take, take a look. He was around there, right? He was in the teens. Giannis was 13th. I he believe. was he was 13. Yeah. Um, you had the Raptors who won it one year with. You know, no one who was greater than a, a, a 17th pick, right? In a risky move. In a risky Kawhi. move. In a risky move. <laughs> they went homegrown all the way for years and years, competed. They never tanked. And then and look they, where they are now. And then they, they, they tossed the fan favorite out the door for a rental or one-year rental, Ujiri, the, the riverboat gambler, and it paid off. It paid off. You know, who who did the Nets tank for to have what they have right now? Where if those guys are healthy, they win the championship. And and, and what does tank mean? Tank means you're going to get the first pick because when you look at even the Golden State Warriors, yeah. none of those guys were number one picks. 
You know, like they were in the first, second, or third pick. Curry was the seventh. Uh, Clay Thompson was was later in, in the in the lottery as well. Uh, Harrison Barnes, yeah. Draymond Green, like that core that won those that won that championship um, wasn't a top three, top four, top five pick. So even when you get near the the lottery, it's like man, sometimes. I'm nervous about being a five, six, seven. Yeah. If I'm not going to be a number one or a number two pick, because then you're kind of just praying that the guy that you draft at that spot. I mean, we've been the eighth pick how many times now? Eighth or yeah. ninth? Yeah. And what has that done for us? It's true. So to me, that's why it's 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 so tricky because you think then the lottery doesn't go your way, and you're like, man, we don't get K. It's tricky. You know, so there, there is, there is no. You just, you just have to. You got to get yeah. lucky, and then you got to hope that. Because look at LeBron. LeBron went and everywhere and just constructed a team in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They became championship contenders. Those teams didn't really rebuild. They just LeBron just said, "Hey, I want to go to the Heat. Why don't we team up with Bosh and boom, championship." <laughs> you know, right. so look what at, is really look, the look, way? Look what Miami did. Look what Miami. Well, look, no, no. Well, let's be fair. They did have Wade. They did have Wade, who was a centerpiece. But after that, I mean, but and that team competed. That team was always competing. Miami don't tank. That's one thing with Riley. He don't tank. But and, look, Miami don't tank. But they had Shaq that one year. They won it, yeah. and then LeBron. But after that, you know, they don't tank. But does that get you a championship? So there is no real way, CP. And it's, it's, it's I know the Bucks won, but if we want to keep it the way they That's say, we want to keep it a thousand, we want to keep it a buck. Yeah, they were getting destroyed by the Nets yeah, before the Nets got hurt. They were very fortunate. It was that was going to look like a quick series, and even even with that, they were a toenail away from, in my opinion, the Nets winning yeah. the championship. And then what we would have said, well, then you got to get three superstars. Is that going to be now the the way? There is really no way. I, yes, I, I, I do think, think you he, need to have one of the best yes, players in the NBA. Yes. You want to ask me what's the one ingredient you need? I do yeah. think if you do have one of the best players in the NBA, you are ahead of everyone else. Yeah, you you got to have a, a superstar, couple all-stars like the Bucks did, and, and a team that can defend. Championship caliber defense is always going to be a constant no matter who you have on your team. Listen, I agree with Jay a lot more times than I don't. You know, a lot of people in, in the chat go out and they throw the tomatoes. I still think you, you need that guy that's at the top of the draft to start with. Like I said, do we have that in RJ? Time will tell. Um, and then from there... You have to figure out how to get those quality vets, man. This is why teams like... This is why the Suns never went anywhere until they got CP3 and Jay Crowder. This is why the Kings will never go anywhere, right? Um, You know, those, these bottom dwellers, Minnesota Timberwolves, Orlando Magic. Right. These perennial lottery teams, they always get the talent, but they never have the glue to put and that here, thing together. That's why they're always in the lottery. And here's the other thing, CP. Even when you do have that player like the Pelicans with Zion and Memphis with Ja Morant, right? Look how difficult it's still going to be for those yeah. teams to become right. championship They're contenders. They're, They're already talking about Zion leaving. Oh, Why? Because when you have that player, it's just because it's it's because this sport is, is yeah. there's a salary cap. And once you make one mistake and you give somebody a contract that you're not supposed to, right? It worked out with the Bucks because they paid Middleton that, that money and yeah. he came through in the playoffs. Right, right. But had they not won the championship, people were going to start questioning the Drew Holiday move. Listen, I um, questioned it. You know, so- I questioned it. I said they were never going to win the championship with, with that squad. I was assembled. And to me, again, they caught breaks. Breaks are a part of sports. But I, I said it this year. Freezing cold take. I hold myself accountable, JD. That's one thing. <laughs> I always admit when I'm wrong, bro. I don't. I don't have no problem with it. But I did say on this show, maybe people didn't, maybe not remember. I said the Bucks will never win the championship with that team, mm. and they they sure enough did. But you know, we say that to say I don't. There's no surefire path. I just think that what the Knicks are doing right right now is is staying flexible in terms of the contracts that they're signing, the draft capital that they've been able to to acquire and obtain, including their own. And so we'll see how they use that over over time, right? Some a lot of these young guys, all these guys are not going to be signed to extensions and, and stay with the team. Some of these guys are going to be packaged up with future draft capital, and hopefully you bring in another guy that can help you move the needle some more. What happens with Zion? Do they do they do a sign and trade with Julius and Zion in the future? You never know. Does do they bring in Carl Anthony Towns here in the future? You never know. So they have 
assets to use to upgrade the team. Let's just see what happens, but let's focus on player development so that we actually have something to work with, whether it's whether it's, whether it's to win with or to, to trade. Uh, King Matthews in the chat sends a super chat. He's going at Jay. He says, uh, what did RJ do to you, Jay? SMH, we are w- a winning team, and we are going to get better because we have a good draft uh, slash free agency. Tanking is for a team to start fresh, and he caps it off with a tomato. Tomatoes flying, Jay. And Jay, Jay from Florida is in here. He's battling. Him and King Deej are battling right now, man. He, yeah, I see right that. Now, I man. see that. Yeah. Yo, King Deej and Jay, man, if you, if we, we could bring up an impromptu battle of the fans right now. If you guys want to smoke right here on Knicks Fan TV, man, just let us know. Let's, let's go to uh, Florida. Craig from South Florida. Craig, how you feeling, man? How you doing, CP? Before I say anything, yep. let me give my prayers out to everybody in Florida for these two storms. We're getting destroyed right now. There's about seven inches on the ground. Oh, I wasn't aware of that, another one. Yeah, it's bad. But let me talk about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. First of all, last time I looked, nobody wins championships in August. <laughs> right. <laughs> and let's remember that. Yeah, let's remember that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to break news for you, mm-hmm. and you can break it because it's going to happen. Okay. The Knicks have traded Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson and two second-round picks mm-hmm. to Indiana for Miles Turner. That's a done deal. You think it's happening? Wow. Wow. No, it's done. You will hear it next week. It's done. Sometime in the middle of the week, whenever Leon decides to tell his boys to talk about it, they will. (laughs) But it's CP, is is this the caller that called the Kyle Lowry move? I think he has. Yeah. I I called the Kyle Lowry move. And let me tell you something about you talking about the Miami Chiefs, as I call them. When LeBron came down here, remember who had to do what? Chris Bosh and Dwayne Hayes, Dwayne Wade had to take pay cuts because LeBron yeah. wouldn't cut his money. So, no, don't talk to me about the Miami Chiefs and Scott Riley. <laughs> I don't want to even go there with them. <laughs> Forget those guys. But let me tell you about the Knicks. Yeah. This team is a 50-plus win team with Miles Turner. They are a 50-plus win team. And coming from Riley's mouth, because I talked to him two days ago, if the Knicks make this trade, which they just did, when this mm. trade goes down, he's worried that the Knicks are a top four team in the East. Craig dropping Yo, gems. If this Craig, happens, we'll, we'll look out for it, man. Gems, baby. I like you guys. I love your show. And I'll be back every time the Knicks are going to make an upgrade. Let's go. Mm. Hey, we might have our own woes. Yo, Craig, stay safe in the storm, man. Stay dry, man. Stay dry. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You guys take care of yourself. No doubt. No doubt. We're gonna have to send a camera out there and get him, get him on to, to you yeah, know, come man. on like if ESPN, this, like our own woes. Through, if this comes through, hey, listen, man, we we gotta give credit to Craig and give credit to this Knicks fan TV. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I listen. I, I never say never. Now, because like we we what we do know is that the Knicks have been interested in Miles Turner. We know that, you know, we know that that's been confirmed. It's been confirmed to me. We've heard Ian Begley confirm it as well. Um, it's been it's been confirmed in the Indy Star. I forgot the the beat writer for the Indy Star. He confirmed it as well that the, that the Knicks were trying to get Miles Turner. Uh, but but so far there, there's been um, no agreement on terms. Now Craig's saying that that it's going to happen. So let's, let's sit back and see. Let's sit back and see. And if it does happen, I want all 1.2 thousand people to shout mm. out Craig, JD, and Knicks Fan TV on Twitter. And we're going to make this thing go viral. All right? So to Craig, man. It's cool, guys. Stay dry down there, Craig. I, I didn't know there was a lot of storms going on in Florida. So if you guys are in Florida, uh, make sure you, that you guys are staying safe. Uh, I'm sure it's something that you know you guys are used to. But be safe nevertheless. Um, yo, let's give away a hat, man. I'm, I'm seeing some caps in, in the chat. Let's give away a hat right now. You know, Nick's lost. Let's do it. It's summer. We're getting ready to wrap the show. Good show, everybody. Uh, we got we got another game tomorrow, right? Who are we playing tomorrow? We we playing um no. Is it hang on, who are we playing tomorrow? Is it Cleveland? Did they even announce it? What, what, no, it's not Cleveland. We're playing the last game before playoffs is uh We're playing yeah, we're playing Cavaliers at eight. Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow at eight. So we'll be back uh, tomorrow. ESPN two. Same time, same place. 
for all the overreactions. But uh, yeah, man, let, let's 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 send some people home. Winners, man. Ooh, and you know what we do. in the chat. We know you. You guys know what we do here, man. We do trivia here. This is this is for the diehards. This is for the diehards. So if you guys are ready to play. We will kick things off. TM and Dave. I know my camera's uh, a bit delayed, but TM and Dave, let's get ready to uh, track the winner. And that hat is fire, too. Yeah. Hat is fire. I have mine. It just is in the office. So just so you guys know, that hat, as advertised, mm -hmm. high quality, and it's fire. That's a fact. So whoever, whoever, whoever wins it, coming out with a nice hat here. Let's get it. All right, here we go. You guys, you guys claim to be Knicks fans in the chat. Let's put them to the test, JD. And here it is. Who is the Knicks all-time leader in three-point field goals made? Three-point field goals made. Is it A, Carmelo Anthony? B, Jamal Crawford, C, John Starks, or D, Allen Houston? Is it A, Carmelo, B, Jamal Crawford, C, John Starks, D, Allen Houston? JD, how you feeling about this right now? Yo, this is man, you picked the perfect question for this hat, man. Whoever gets yeah. is gonna earn it. Oh, they gotta earn this it. Is, they gotta this earn is not it, an easy one. Yeah. Wow. They you got some it, you got some guys that took shots with the Knicks. Yeah. My favorite Nick of all time is Allen Houston. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with John Starks. You're going with Starks. Is that your final answer, sir? Yeah. I don't want to hold it up. I want to say Houston, though. I feel like it is Houston, but I'm going to go with Starks. I think he... I think he... That's crazy. I don't even know. That's crazy. Okay. Right, yeah, right. I'm going to go with Starks. He's going with John Starks, ladies and gentlemen. The answer is... John Starks with 982. John Starks, ladies and gentlemen, the all-time leader in three-point field goals made. Good job, bro. Good job, JD. And and this was this was there was no foot tricks pulled here, people. I didn't tell JD the answers. He didn't know the question. He's just a Knicks <laughs> fan. Hey, and it don't matter anyway because I'm not the one getting the hat. So yeah, that's it. That's a fact. All right, so TM, let me know who won. Who pulled the trigger first before we sign out? Good job, bro. Yeah, a lot of people are surprised too. A lot of, there was a lot of Allen Houston's there. Yeah, I probably would have went Houston to be honest. I don't even think I knew the answer to this. I didn't even look at the answer. I just, I just, I just, I just. I just felt that, you know, Stark, Stark's probably attempted more because of his tenure here, so he probably just made more. It doesn't necessarily mean he was the better, you know, the best yeah. three-point shooter. CP, the artist in the chat, said he probably missed the most, too. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> <Can> hater. <laughs> shout out, CP, the artist. Shout out, CP, the artist. All right, so I'm waiting on TM. Is, is TM in the chat tonight? I'm not, I'm not even sure. I, don't, I, don't, uh, I haven't seen all the mods tonight. Dave, let me know. And nice 718 says, I got to brush up on my trivia. Yeah, you got to brush up and you got to stay hungry, stay ready, man. Because we do these randomly. We're going we're gonna to be doing these randomly this season. So you guys got to be ready, man. No dice 414 says, just a second late. The winner is Jay Renee. Jay Renee, congratulations. Knicks Fan TV Dave has confirmed the winner is Jay Renee in the chat. So everybody, uh, let's congratulate him, man. Jay Renee, great job. Congratulations. Absolutely great job, man. And to everybody else, hey, if you didn't win, 
Stay tuned for the next one, man. There's always opportunity to win here on Knicks Fan TV. So stay tuned, man. Uh, JD, great show, man. Let, let's uh, might show. as well wrap it up since since uh, we have an opportunity to boss another day. And we'll, we'll get back to it, man. Go ahead and uh, let the people know where they can find you, bro. Uh, YouTube channel, JD Sports Talk and JD Sports Talk NY on Twitter. But it's KF TV on this side. So just tune in tomorrow and... You know, tomorrow's another game in less than 24 hours. So let's get it. Let's end Summer League strong. Yes, sir. Great show as usual, my dude. And uh, to the mods, great job as usual. Knicks fan TV, Dave, TM. Who else we got in here? I see Nightbot is going in. Yeah, so I think TM is in there. Salute TM. All the mods helping out. John Talento, appreciate it. HP Carlos checking in from Portugal. Yeah, man, wherever you guys are checking in from around the world, appreciate it. Jay from Florida, definitely appreciate it. The Gooch, the Gooch in here. All right, Wayne Hago, appreciate it. Rich, Rich Hicks, Donnell F. He says, Charles Smith cost us a ring. <laughs> oh, man. Now we're bringing up all bad memories, man. As soon as you, as soon as you say John Starks, they, stay, they start going down a rabbit hole, man. Oh, man. So it, it is what it is. But either way, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You know what it is, man. Great show as usual. Knicks lose to the Pistons, 93 to 87. Um, microphone's a little bit delayed, but you, you get the vibe. This show is presented by Manscaped. As usual, go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX for 20% off plus free shipping. Also, remember that this show is available in audio podcast format. So if you guys miss it in video, you guys miss it live on YouTube, you can catch the replay or just catch it on all major podcast platforms. And it's always available basically as soon as the show is over with. So. We're all over the place, man. Knicks Fan TV, number one show for the fans by the fans. We will see you guys tomorrow. Knicks versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last game of Summer League before the playoffs start. So let's see what happens, man. See if they qualify. We'll see if they qualify because they said uh, uh, it's going to go by record. But then after record, it's going to go by uh, total points scored. So we'll see if they make it because right now they're 2-2. Two and two. So let's hope they win tomorrow. Um, I haven't looked at the summer league standings. If there even are summer league standings, are they? Let's take a look real quick. Let's go into overtime real quick and check this out. This is important. All right, let's see what's going um, on. Are there summer league standings, bro? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Let's see. I don't. I, I don't even get a standings option on NBA.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this. I'm on their summer league page on NBA.com, yeah, but no, they it says, don't even have standings. Yeah, they don't give me. You know, you get your home schedules, rosters, news, videos. Oh my god! Okay, let's see. Player no, stats. But. All right, so Boston is three and zero. Minnesota three and zero. Knicks are in thirteenth. I don't know how many teams make it. I don't know what the summer league playoff rules are. So right now we're in thirteenth. Well, we're I know 13th. one thing: we'll know we'll know tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll know we'll know tomorrow for sure. Let's see. Nice uh, game. Let's see. Summer league playoff rules. Let's see who makes it. All right, let's see. All right, here it goes. The format: each team play a total of five games. The top two teams from their from their first four games will play in the championship game on the 17th. So the top two teams from the first four from the first four games will play in the championship. Seeding for the championship game will be determined by winning per- Oh, so we're not in. We're out. 28 teams not playing in the championship game will play a fifth game on either August 16th or 17th. Consolation games will be determined by various factors. All right, so yeah, so we didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, Jay should be happy. We tanked. Yeah, we tanked, Jay. We tanked, bro. We didn't make the playoffs, man. It says the top two teams from their first four games will play the championship. 
on the 17th. Do we get, do, do we get an extra game? Then they say we, we got the extra, extra game. That was a pacing game. The pacing game oh, was that the extra was, game. Okay, the pacing game was the extra yeah, game. Yeah, so it looks like, by the looks of it, it looks like it's going to be Boston and Minnesota in the championship. Ooh. Oh, from their first four. So they still got to play tomorrow. I'm tripping. Uh, I'm tripping. There's, there's a couple of games we got to see. Boston, Minnesota, the Pelicans, Sacramento, and Utah. I'm thinking they got games tomorrow because they they're all 3-0, so they still have to play that fourth game. So it's still open, still wide open, actually. But we're out. Yeah, yeah, they, so, they, they, yeah, Celtics play tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow will likely be the summer league finale for the Knicks. We'll see if uh, if quickly and Obi play. And yeah, man. Yeah, because it's a back to back. It's a back to back. That's probably why they they rested Sims tonight. They're probably yeah. gonna play him tomorrow. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. We out of here, man. JD CP.